Hey guys, welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. We got a great podcast in store for you guys. We talk about asceticism and how that leads to finding your identity and who you are. So, hope you guys enjoy the cast. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. Well, let's get into the hot tub, as John would say. I would love that. Can you imagine podcasting a in a hot, hot tub? Hot tub cast. Are, oh, are we recording no, right yeah, now? We're recording. Oh, okay, that's fun. We're live. Can you guys imagine? Like you, you're like you're sitting in the tub. You got a beer, and then like it's just clipped to the side of the tub. You know, and the, the mic's coming overhead. Just like clip and sip. Oh wait a minute, Versatach. Oh Versatach. Yeah. Shout out to my partner and roommate Jacob. Yes. Yeah, Jacob. How's Hot that tubs. Going? Oh, it's going. I guess we're well. not actually roommates. <laughs> well, you stay in the same room, but different years. Maybe, maybe. we yeah. both choose the. Celibate life. Oh my gosh, let's get a son's better, house. You better really uh, <laughs> the loft. careful with choosing your words after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, marriage right. of all sorts is legal in Minnesota. It's true. Is it legal federally? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Gay marriage? Yeah, yeah of course. The Supreme Court. I've had many is. conversations with many Catholics practicing not who have expressed various uh, degrees of ideologies on, on how to tackle gay marriage or accept it or live with yeah. it on a spectrum. You know, people mm-hmm. who are black and white, no. Yes, we need to like abolish the church's rules, but I think it's something that people just get so heated about where it's hard to have a discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. it's something that people just get so up in arms and very it's something that people are re- very sensitive about. So it's hard to have a civil unemotional discussion about topics like that. It's a real very argument. polarizing topic. It it's is. very personable too. I think it's 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 interesting because we always get into these arguments around with people normally, but it, it always surrounds human dignity. Mm-hmm. I think like whenever you get into a topic of human dignity, it's it's sensitive like that. Yeah, it you is. Know, abortion. You know. Yeah. yeah. A hyperized yeah. sexual culture. Yeah. You know, like if you go back centuries, and every single epoch of the church has its own crazy struggle. Like yeah. humans fight continually. Problems arise every day because mm-hmm. we're alive. Yeah. And now it just so happens that we've pretty much conquered all the human problems in some measure to the point where we're reaching new levels of curiosity and like, oh, like how far can we push this? Is, is this a right? You know, civil rights, I was reading this article about Lincoln and how he, he was arguing about civil rights need to take a backseat to natural rights. This yeah. was back when he was debating, I think it was Douglas. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I think that's really good. And mm-hmm. Douglas... I forget his name. He, he was the crazy shorter guy, also from Illinois, running for the Senate seat. And he was basically taking the stance that, you know, democracy is a, an end for itself, right? Yeah. And we need to expand civil liberties to the point where, uh, you know, you just, you're, you're testing the limits. And then all of a sudden, Lincoln's like, no, there are natural laws, natural rights that need to be upheld because these civil liberties in this time were saying that African-Americans were three-fifths of a person and Uh property. And that's natural laws, like, that's effed up, no way. Yeah. And then Lincoln Mm -hmm. takes that stance, and then that's what we should argue as well. Like, the civil rights movement in America is no longer about the rights of the human being. It's the rights of the individual to be ballooned to the point where I can be whatever, 
whoever I want to be. Yeah, I think we we definitely live in a society that has you can just see the comfort, you know, you can see that all of these people, even even me, you know, like we we've been so we don't have to fight for anything, you know, we've been served everything. So it's like we're not worried about where our next meal is coming from. We're not worried about like a war that's looming over us. We're not worried about like death because we have such great medicine. Death it's, is the farthest thing away from it's us. It's so far away from us. So we're stuck sitting on our phones so distracted and we we have nothing better to do than mm-hmm. than just worry and put our efforts towards, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. I can't go for it. That's why I think asceticism is so important in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. You've seen a lot of guys do Exodus ninety. A now. huge amount. Yeah. Yeah. Shout and out to all the guys doing Exodus ninety. Oh yeah. Seriously. I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> I would have loved yeah. to, but the constraints of my life right now are such that I cannot get seven hours of sleep every day. I need meals and things where like, I, I love the ascetic lifestyle myself yeah. and I did crazy shit in mm-hmm. high school, which we should talk about. Yeah. Where I like, I pushed my body to the limit where I know mm. when I'm muscular Christianity myself, I'm white knuckling my way to holiness. Mm. And certain people can do that in a way that it's testing them. But I think if you have experienced that, it's hard to be like, no, this is holy. It's good to build habits and to get you out of this culture that you're describing, yeah. Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, aestheticism is, is, the Exodus 90 is very extreme, but there's different elements of it that you can take, such as maybe do a cold shower. Exactly. Take parts of it. Very Absolutely, true. yeah. So definitely look into it, listeners. Um, you can go to their website, just Google Exodus 90, and there's a list of, like, everything they have to do. Mm-hmm. And find some things that you can die to um, so that you can gain yeah. freedom. Yeah. One of the uh, co-founders, actually, for Exodus 90, his wife taught my RCIA class. Isn't no that, way. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he's oh, from like, Minnesota. Yeah. He went to St. Yeah. Thomas. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, they live out in... How old is it? Uh, Exodus 90. Is it? I don't know. Because I'd never heard of it until three, three. Yeah. Three three I think three years. Three or yeah. five. It was, a, it was a priest that was the founder, and then they started doing it within the seminary, and then the priest, you know, stopped, and the seminarian discerned out, and he, you know, and now he's just kind of pursuing it, which is really cool. But, um, yeah, I think, I can't remember then the guy who said this, I'm going to say it, and then John, one of you will probably just be like, oh, hey, that's that, that, that's that guy. But one of the biggest problems facing our culture is uh, that a man cannot sit alone in his room. Is yeah, that, yeah. who, who oh, said that? To, sure. Is it uh, Pascal? Pascal said that. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know that's verbatim, but he said that one of the bigger problems facing society is that man cannot sit alone in his room mm-hmm. because he gets bored and, you know, because, you know, today yeah. we have all these distractions, right? And 21 Pilots yeah. has a song about that. No, just yeah. car radio. silence, baby. It's just, exactly. there, there's a problem with silence. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we're just so stimulated, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's, we're, yeah, I just feel like we're just giving, getting overstimulated. And that's where something like Exodus 90, where you take a cold shower and you're like, oh, I actually appreciate warm water, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. these things, you know, you need to appreciate things. That's another thing with asceticism is you actually realize the beauties of life that you just take for granted, Yeah, such as warm water. The wonder comes back to yeah. life. And then you it also does. realize, though, how on the flip side, you realize how destructive some mm-hmm. things were in your mm-hmm. life, such mm-hmm. as how much time you spend on social yeah. media every day. L- let's let's define asceticism, asceticism just because some, some of the listeners might not... Did I, did I even, is that the right way to say that? I, yeah. I would say it's rude. It's self-denial. Okay. But it's self-denial for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that purpose in Christianity is to get closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. 
Jesus did it for 40 days in the desert. And, he, and oftentimes, with asceticism, you also face a lot of temptations, whether that's to actually uh, indulge in what you gave up or simply the silence or the quietness that that brings mm-hmm. by decluttering your life, um, you know, you'll be challenged. Whether that's like, you know, the evil one trying to get in your head or whatnot, but you're going to be challenged. And then it's about relying on the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and not relying on the things of this world. But mm-hmm. at its root, it's self-denial to mm-hmm. grow closer to Jesus. I like that. How does that, how does that relate to discipline, John? Yeah. Mm. I mean, getting back to the root of <laughs> asceticism, Christ did it as a it was a forge for his identity. You know, that's where you get attacked because you're trying to establish that and build up who you are rather than what you're doing. And by that, you're removing th- the what. You know, you're removing yeah. things that you do to find out who you are. Mm-hmm. And I love that mm-hmm. about Exodus 90. But at the same time, when you flip those, who I am is not what I do. Mm-hmm. That's where I get upset in certain points, and I'm all for this lifestyle. But how complained to discipline is because, like, you recognize that it's not going to be a parallel line shooting up like a slope. Y equals mx plus b. It's a spiral. You know, you're going to fail. Yeah, absolutely. And they build that into the system. They recognize mm-hmm. that men are going to fail. And sometimes you can take the super extreme level. Yeah. It's like no white knuckle your way and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's really a good point to make is some people aren't prepared to do everything that Exodus 90 is asking you to give up mm-hmm. others are so maybe it's a good idea to like I said earlier look at what things you can give up and then yeah, progress because it could have an opposite effect you mm-hmm. could Sean I think you could hit on this a little bit one of your friends did it right yeah John oh I shouldn't say it. John Stockman he was my roommate and he was going through it and it was very tough for him you yeah. know because he um, yeah, you could just see how it was tough and it was weighing on his, like, like his genuine happiness. And that's mm-hmm. where, like, we sat down and he was like, dude, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, I don't think this is helping me yeah. anymore. And so he continued to do, um, cold showers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, he drank coffee, went on his phone, you know, used his computer yeah. and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's, it's, there's no panacea perfect remedy exactly. yeah yes yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not like do this and you'll be great exactly you know? <laughs> even the early church fathers the, the fathers in the desert you know like anthony and all those guys who stood on pillars i forget the names you know the very the desert fathers there's a very particular name for those people those monks who would sit on pillars it's a cool name but they would often argue with each other and i was just watching the dominicans live and they're human they do crap just like us. And, and they do crap as well. It, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing, is, is that oftentimes the, the telos, the end of asceticism can be, I want to be an angel. Yeah. I want to be perfect. That's right. Yep. And one of Luther's big points is that he found this inordinate level of holiness so far looming above him to be totally indecorous with where he's living. And he's like, well, this is, what's the point of having all these damn rules? If I'm right. not living that way. Mm-hmm. This isn't, Christ, we need Christ. Matthew yeah. Kelly wrote a book about that. The biggest lie in Christianity, and it's, <laughs> it's the lie that we can't be holy. Shout out Matthew Kelly. Oh, but man. seriously, they, I love that. So many people they see like, oh, Pope Francis, he can be holy, or a priest can be holy, or my friend, so and so, she's going to enter the comment, she can be holy. Yeah. It's like, guess what? You can be holy. College student who's looking to get married someday and have yeah. kids and mm-hmm. work out mm-hmm. at Target, like you can be holy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's there's a 
with with mortification or denial of, of of yourself in different ways, there's a lot of opportunity for pride in saying that you know, hey, look at me, you know, puffing my chest, say I'm taking cold showers, I'm fasting this yeah. day of the week, I'm doing these things. But exactly what we're saying, like, but if Christ isn't within that, you're doing it for yourself at the end of the day, and ultimately. Uh, you know, I've heard spiritual directors, I've heard priests explain to me before, before you choose a self-mortification, before you choose to fast in a certain way, like, you, you should clarify it with someone who's been speaking into your life, someone that's a mentor or, or a spiritual director, yeah. to show that, you know, like, hey, yeah, this is good for you to choose this, you know, mm-hmm. and that, like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah I'm going to sleep on the floor, I'm going to take cold showers, just so I can say I did it. But yeah. really, what's the spiritual reality that I'm that I'm seeking within that, you know, and how am I making this asceticism spiritual, right? That's a great Definitely. point, because on the flip side, you can be prideful about it, too. Like, look at me. Yeah. You know, you shower with warm water while I shower with cold shower. Yeah. But that's, yeah. like John said, it's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you, you just have to define what it's for, too. Because, like, when my brother mm-hmm. was in surgery, I, like, totally gave up meat, and I was like, every time I think of meat, mm. I'm going to think of my brother, you know? And he was, like, recovering from heart surgery and stuff like that. So it's really good to define what you're Absolutely. giving it up for mm-hmm. like if you're if you're struggling with impurity lusting just be like i'm taking cold showers every single time i think of a cold shower i'm gonna think of the women that are affected by my actions mm-hmm. stuff to, like you that. should name it you have to be able to name, name what you're giving up the yeah. root of the problem here is that as as i see it is you don't pick up your cross or excuse me you don't grab any cross you choose. God That's right. is giving you a cross, and you have to accept that one. And it's heavy that. enough. And I remember, Sean, you blew my mind when you said, Jesus says, I make all things new after he fell. And I think it's like huh. not his first fall. Yeah, like the second time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he renews us, it's through our constant struggle with our personal sin that we are always struggling with yeah, yeah. not mm-hmm. i'm not trying to pick up your sins and your sins because yeah, yeah. like that's going to make me better i need to make me better by recognizing that i'm going to stumble mm-hmm. and that's i'm going right. to fall yeah and that's the thing is like holiness isn't perfectness it's returning again mm-hmm. and again and again yeah yeah i was just in confession last week and uh you know, confessing sins, and of course, that's what you do in confession. And the priest, Wait, was, the priest, was just, the priest was just telling me <laughs> that it's up. not about you know. You go in there and you actually, yeah, you 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 tell him what you've done wrong. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you guys have tried it before, you try it. <laughs> but I was, you know, in in his his uh, his feedback to me were was. Uh, it's not about the defeat. It's not about falling, but it's about getting back up. The yeah. Lord, the Lord doesn't see the you being defeated. He sees your victory, and He counsels victories. And there's many, many victories that we've all experienced, and you listeners have experienced that we don't know about. You know, and that there's a huge tally board of our victories that are out there. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's, you know, in Romans nine, it talks about. You know, Paul talks about how uh, the Lord leaves a stumbling block. So that as we're running, we would stumble. So we could so we could become reliant on him and not reliant on ourselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, throughout yeah. the Bible, Paul, mm-hmm. Peter, everyone. And mm-hmm. it's always after their moments, their mm-hmm. lowest moments. Paul, mm-hmm. when he's blinded, right? Peter, after dying Jesus yeah. three times. Jake, I got a question. You sure. ready? <laughs> yes. <Hello? laughs> what is life about? Is it about how hard you can hit? Or is it about 
How hard you get hit. And keep moving forward. Shout out to Rocky Balboa, your favorite man. Adrian. And Creed. Creed is a great movie. Watch Creed 1 first, then Creed 2. But fantastic. He's so serious right now. I'm serious. Watch Creed. Do it. But on the topic of holiness, though, you know, holiness is choosing God in every moment. <laughs> Even when you're failing. And uh, I was just yeah. in confession, too, the other day. And oh. this priest was saying, he's like, do you know how many saints were failures? Even in every single standard of the world. Mm. And even in the eyes of God, it's like mm-hmm. this one sister who created this order was hated by all of the nuns in it. And they like <laughs> threw her down and put her... I. I'm blanking on her name. Sounds like St. John of the Cross. Yeah. The know, nun version. The nun version. <laughs> Wait, you know, he, who was St. John of the Cross friends with again? He was Saint a Carmelite in yeah. the 1500s. And w- yeah, was it Avalon? He was a discalced Carmelite. So basically they split off from the order because there was a lot of corruption and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We know, oh, that's no new news for us, corruption <laughs> within the church. And <laughs> he pursued holiness and the people who he split from, from were seeking revenge and then he actually fled to a, mo- a convent and took refuge in sanctuary there and he died a failure because he's an old short man who did nothing but mm-hmm. then he's like mm-hmm. one of the closest men to god who also experienced some of the deepest depths of the soul the yeah. darkest parts too mm-hmm. yeah he was a mystic i th- you forgot to mention one thing is he was in solitary confinement for nine months mm-hmm. and it was the size of an outhouse So they, like, locked him in, like, this closet area, and they even refused him communion. He goes, he, in his writings, he mentions how he didn't request anything except to receive communion, and they still denied him that. Mm -hmm. Mm. Dang. Talk about corruption. Yeah. I just think it's, I think it's crazy just how, I mean, you can think of all the saints, all the the Pharisees and stuff like that, just how um, it's not about what other people see of you, you know, I mean, it is, I mean, Jesus, like, but I mean, the same people that were cheering Jesus in to Jerusalem were chanting crucify him. So you like, I just, it's, it's all about your personal relationship with Jesus. And when you're standing at the gates, it's just going to be you and Jesus talking. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like, okay, what did you and the sons of thunder do? No, (laughs) it's like, what did you, Sean, do, you know, because it's about your personal relationship yeah. who's approval yeah. yeah and it's not about if you're in the front of praise and worship your waterworks yeah. you know sl- like slaying you know it's about your personal relationship and how that mm. af- is affected you have yeah. you ever know? thought about if jesus was like <coughs> of this world because he imagined getting backwards that praise, and then you know he knows the father's <laughs> will and he knows that they're going to turn on him and yeah. he's going to be you know crucified what if he was just like, oh, this feels great. I'm not going to go through with that plan. Well, yeah. that's you know, it's so admirable. Yeah, yeah. Bringing it back to asceticism and discipline, and that I was just thinking that it's it's an active choice. You know, so much of life just happens yeah. to us. Uh, quick story: I was in in an interview a couple weeks back, and one of the questions were uh, was uh, do you, do you do you consider yourself a lucky person? And I was like, what? Oh. like that's you know, what I mean, I'm like, okay, is this is this like a confidence question. Like, how confident is this guy? It's a sales interview, right? And I was just like, I was like, yeah, I can, I consider myself a very lucky person. Like, I've had great experiences, yada yada yada. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I said, so yes, I consider myself a lucky person, but that's not all I want to be. You know, like I, I don't want life to just happen to me. I, I also want to achieve life. I want to yeah, go after absolutely. it. And so much of, of our world right now is distract is distraction. You know, yeah. everything just comes at us. We don't have time to reflect or know who we are. 
And essentially, you know, when it comes to asceticism, discipline, we need to see something and choose it and go after it. And, yeah. you know, Christ on yeah. you know, the night before his crucifixion, he says, you know, Lord, like, let this cup pass from me. But it didn't. And he chose it. He went after it. Like, uh-huh. he, you know, he gave himself and he chose that that suffering. You voluntarily. Know what I mean? Voluntarily. Yeah. Yeah. I think, okay, I'm just trying to try, tie this all in. Like, in our culture, there's a, like, just, it's so prevalent that there's so much loneliness. Mm-hmm. There's so much loneliness. And I don't, I think it's because people aren't going after things. They're not That's choosing right. um, ideas and choices, like, as their own, you know, we live on, we live in the age of sharing, retweeting, reposting, you know, you see a good idea and you're like, oh, I can, I agree with that. I'll and if share it's not it. popular, you delete it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think that creates loneliness. We need to, mm-hmm. we need to stand up for ourselves and choose things. Because mm-hmm. you're always we, looking for other person's approval. Yeah. And yeah. I think, yeah. I just think that we, we get so lonely because we think that we're just alone. You know, yeah. we just think that. Yeah oh, this life is just passing by, you know? And there's a reason. You talked about in the last podcast how just the chance of us being alive, like that's reason alone to try to make a difference and try to have an idea for yourself. Yeah, the sole reason we started this podcast was an outlet for us and for young men like us, not excluding women, but I wanted someone like me to f- hear this, and if it's a woman, that's fine. I don't know. I don't need to, <laughs> to get into this. <laughs> but is is that, you know, you could pursue things in the wrong way like you're describing, Sean. I would not disagree with that, but also you could pursue the wrong things. Yeah. Where how boring mm. and unoriginal is sin, where it's just a form of pride, it's just a form of greed, it's mm. just a form of seeking honor and fame and glory like none of that is new it just comes about it doesn't even come in the new ways mm-hmm. i forget i was looking at matthew eastmo shout out to one of our great 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 friends in creighton eastmo I, I think he listens to this but his like twitter whatever handle feed little bio that's it was saying yeah how unoriginal are all the dictators and evil men in this world and mm-hmm. how creatively mm-hmm. unique are the saints uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I yeah I they're all the same. I, I love yeah, that. I love that because I you know I've been I, I coined this term the the masculine resume, the things that I've done that I'm like hey that's pretty badass like yeah you know I've done that like you know I put that on my masculine resume right yeah and I, I was reflecting on exactly what we were talking about a couple of weeks back and I realized um, I'm a, I'm a total people pleaser I like I want to be in community. Yeah. I want to do, you know, have the right job, you know, a beautiful girlfriend, all these things to please others. But and 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 I'm also not an original person. Like I, I feel like I always do something after someone else has done it. Like you yeah. know, I look at the forerunner of whether it's backcountry skiing or rock climbing or whatever, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do that because you did it. You know what I mean? But like, you know, and I ask myself, what are the things that I am really passionate about? Mm. And 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 the things that I'm most passionate about in life are the things that I kind of kind of paved the way for yeah. in my reality, if that makes sense. Okay. No, so like, like sailing, like I love sailing for yeah. the fact that I'm like, you know, I was the the first grandkid to like pick it up and to really, you know, my grandpa gave me a sailboat and I like picked it up and I'm like the sailor, like the young sailor That's in the awesome. family. Yeah. So I'm like the most passionate about that because I blazed the trail for that. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think as men, we need to know like, okay, who am I? What am I created for? Yeah. And I need to run after that. Like I need to blaze this trail because it's going to help it's going to help make me the man that I need to be, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think though one thing to keep in mind is patience mm-hmm. when it comes to this because you know, That's everyone good. wants to create this new thing or be this, you know, create this amazing concept and sometimes, you know, your time hasn't come yet. 
right? Yeah. God has plans for you. Um, Amen. Saul the Paul, Saul was like 50 years old when this happened. And, you know, Christ didn't even begin his ministry till he's 30. That's crazy. So I think the desire is awesome, and it's good we mm-hmm. have that desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what comes next then is the patience and waiting on the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, I think that, one-liners. I mean, it, it does come. You have to be prepared for it does the quote-unquote call yeah. or whatever we would mm. define it as because you, you have to be patient. You have to practice asceticism. You have to yeah. be detached in order Ooh, to... Full circle. You know, you know, if like if I'm like, oh, I'm going to be the, the fishing man. I watched... I, <laughs> at work, I have a confession. <laughs> I, YouTube videos? I literally the, I wa- was watching YouTube. And they have these, uh, like the Yeti, you know, Yeti coolers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They make, they make these sweet short films on these just Dude, like I love the Yeti. local legends. <laughs> so it was like Dr. Duck or like the, <laughs> the, the swordfish <laughs> angler, you know, these guys that are just so badass yeah. and like, like just, it was so cool. And I was like, these, all these men are known for something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it was so attractive because you yeah. could see their identity and who they are. And obviously it wasn't in Christ. But sure. they were just so, like, all in for it, uh-huh. and they gave their lives for it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it was tough to see, you know, because yeah. none of them had families because they just gave their lives to fishing and hunting right. and all of these things. But it was so attractive at the same mm-hmm. time. Well, I mean, that's a personal decision. Again, it's a neutral decision. It's not morally right or wrong to sacrifice things for that way. Yeah. Is you're being the most you, and not everyone's created the same way, and I think we all know that to the core of our being. But what you're describing, Eric, I've found, because it's so hard to be originally you 100% of the time, even when you're young, and that's why mm-hmm. we have idols and heroes. And for me, it's Alexander Hamilton. It's like, I want to be just like him. Mm. I'm not. But the key is that he, or whoever your hero is, embodies this archetype. It's this representation of patterns of behavior. Yeah. You know, it's for guys, it's a king, yeah. yep. a warrior or a queen, Cowboy. a warrior. Yeah. There are all these little, it's patterns of behaviors that is seen throughout culture and history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you want to have your name marked among them. Yep. Whether it's a hero or a savior being, but mm-hmm. like even Christ mm-hmm. is, he's all of them. He's the lover and the sage and the king and the hero. And I think if we, in some way, it's not bad to have like, Jake, you know, your, your hero is your dad. You want to be just like him because he embodies something amazing. But maybe, and I'm sort of postulating this as I'm talking, yeah. Yeah. maybe if we're choosing a human being and not a divine being to, like, even though they represent this behavior in such a beautiful way, maybe if we continue to, like, at a certain level, and when we're practicing that behavior, and we are now within that archetype, mm-hmm. and we're still looking at this guy, this gal, we're like, I'm, I'm not filled. Yeah, maybe it's because we're going, we're missing the point. The divine archetype is, that's what we have to be pursuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and that that kind of sucks yeah. though, because Jesus does. was. Like a loser, the sacrifice in the world. You know, he died well, on a it's, cross. It's, it's <laughs> suffering and it's poverty. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's you know, I've it's been humble. I've been having a lot of conversations with my girlfriend about you know the life of poverty, or in a way, in quotations, the life of luxury. You know, it's like why are we not selling everything and going to Africa? You know, why is it okay for me to have a boat and a and a house and a car? You know, and like and, and you know, is it okay for me to go and and make some money? Does money have an objective good behind it to support my family, to support an education? Yeah. You know. 
all of these different questions about um, choosing Christ amidst the world. It's the really institutions, difficult. Right, yes. the institutions, right? And ultimately, I always think about characters of a novel, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we are each just one single character in the eternal story, yeah, right? Absolutely. And what it is is finding out what that character is and what role we play in, in, in providing the solution that's going to be revelation, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, because we already know the climax. We already know the day. Salvation is there too. We're right? just the rising action. Exactly, and, and so it's so it's so it's discovering yourself, and it's finding out. You know, like you said, like okay, I'm I'm going to find a hero in my life or in the past that I want to resemble. What what did they have that I see in me, right? And it's also so tempting maybe to pick people that. I mean, it's it's hard to admit. I'm trying to think of a situation in my life when I just saw someone. I'm like, hey, I want to be just like that, or hey, I want I want to do but that same thing. Not even but I don't have what it takes that. to do that, and that's yeah. okay. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah. hey, right now in my life, like you said, we're not, maybe we're not called to that right now. And uh-huh. the, the best metaphor I can think of is the military. You go through, you know, months of basic training and then you kind of just sitting around and then you wait for a mission and then, you know, like you get sent out, but you have to be ready to go. You know, I think going into World War II, I would hate not to be trained going to D-Day. You know, oh, yeah. like it's it's yeah, coming. Holy like holy. a D Day will be coming in our lives that we need to fight. You know, yeah, 100%. and we need to get in the battle, and we need to choose be in that battle. But uh-huh. we need to be training and, and ready for that call to come. But when it comes, you know, we need be to ready. hop down that fire pole and, and head to the danger. Right? And I think, so, yeah, yeah, just preparing for that moment. Mm-hmm. I think that it we we have to well round ourselves. You know, we have to surround ourselves with people that have different agreements, different. Um, what are, what is the uh, um, you know people that like are minded. social yeah people that are like minded but I think yeah. of yeah. different temperaments and I think that like the Delexi and I are very compatible but mm. we're very different like yeah. we took we took like you you're supposed to take this quiz before <laughs> you get married and <laughs> it was <laughs> like okay um, where do you guys stand on temperament sixty percent <laughs> oh okay yeah. where do you guys stand on this oh fifty percent like <laughs> we're we like we're different but we complement each other so yeah, well you know you need to surround yourself with people that like bring out the other sides in you so mm-hmm. that you can yeah. become a well formed human being so then when you're um, presented. Yep. Your your identity or who you are chosen to be, you can accept that more. Well-rounded but not stretched too thin. Yeah. And there's a clear yeah. distinction between that, right? There is. You need to be a good father, your father, and you're also a good businessman, but you might not be a good rodeo cowboy, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it's about identifying the skills of value that you should pursue while also realizing that some of this potential you're just going to have to forget about. Yeah. And that, that goes in mm-hmm. hand with marriage, mm-hmm. Sean, and you can definitely yeah. echo that, but it's about identifying wow. like what was God calling me to do? Although even though I feel like I can do this, I feel like he's calling me more. So, you know, mm-hmm. cause like definitely. priests, seminarians, I'm sure they have attractions to females. That's oh, nothing. Yeah. They're novel. supposed to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And then once you choose to become a priest, it's not like those, Attractions of females are going to go away, yeah. but you realize I cannot exercise that potential mm-hmm. because this is my vocation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and you're infused with the grace to pursue that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. and that's what the yeah. grace comes yeah. from. What the sacraments. And the, yeah, and I mean, I think we should do a whole other podcast on vocation oh, yeah. and just discernment. It'd be awesome. I just wanted to capitalize on the whole, um, just a, a, a phrase I'm thinking of in, in my mind is that. Uh, just because God is in all things doesn't mean that we need we need to know all things and be mm. all things as well, right? Because he so he is in all things, but we have that a the specific first sin. exactly yes, exactly is that you know Adam and Eve wanted to be all things, and 
what actually the, 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 the key distinction not to interrupt i want to add to yeah, this please, please is go. that they wanted to be all things even though they are perfectly content and perfectly exactly happy. exactly and god's saying you don't need to know it all mm-hmm, you don't need to be mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. to be content right yeah. when we yeah. get to heaven we don't become god yeah right but we're perfectly mm-hmm. happy a priest at a priest at nativity here in saint paul was in, in his homily last week he was talking about how adam and eve desired that that that, that unlimited perception they wanted to be god right all that stuff but actually them choosing to eat the fruit made them more limited than they've ever been before because they were afraid to look at each other they were they were ashamed to turn to god they had they had to clothe each other you know you know like clothe clothe themselves because they were ashamed mm-hmm. and actually what a lot a lot of times in life what we see as an unlimited potential actually ends up being more limited than we than, than we can handle you Absolutely. know so anyhow all i'm saying is that just because god is all things doesn't mean we need to know all things doesn't mean we need to be all things we can be one thing and do it really well. Yeah, and you see these uh, like YouTube videos of people who have like these memories where they can remember everything that happened to them since like you know second yeah. grade, and almost all the time they wish that wasn't the case, because mm. it just overwhelms them. Mm. You know, yeah, you remember the happy times super well, but you also remember yeah. the sad times, yeah. and that knowledge it isn't necessary, and it can actually have an opposite effect. Yeah, yeah. All right, so bringing it back to asceticism, discipline, let's wrap up here. Practicals, different things of. You know how do we how do we know who we are? Go after it, get into the fight. Uh, how do we choose discipline and not be not be prideful in that amongst being who we are? I think we had a great talk. I'm just thinking of the song maybe IDK. I don't know by oh, John I Bellion. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah, For the first time we've referenced him in one of these casts, right? Oh yeah, we got to do a songs with the sun. So. I almost start singing Alexander Hamilton. But that's just a great song. I mean, it's about humility, mm-hmm. and that whole album's him like finding himself. You know, my favorite song is "Preoccupied." He lives his life preoccupied, but while he's doing these things, mm-hmm. God gives him, and this builds upon his song super deep because God gives him what he's always wanted without him ever knowing it. It just happens, and that's that's at least what I've experienced in my life. When you step into this reality of what God is giving you, it's exactly what you want. Not easy, but it's him, you know, and, and it becomes different. It's not always, uh, it's earthly, you know, mm. these beautiful realities that he's giving us, but it's always touching him, you know, like God's in all things. Yeah. And it's not this weird pantheism. Anyways, yeah, find your identity in, that's what we've been talking a lot, like asceticism. Who are you? Find these, these answers. Yeah. Did, did we even introduce ourselves today? <laughs> no, we By the way, uh, you got Eric. <laughs> John. This is the first time we've had all four in yeah. several months. Yeah. Several months. Yeah. Here we this are. Jake back. Sean. We look good right now. Yeah. We do. Someone take Aceticism, a selfie. We look great. <laughs> <laughs> My bod doesn't need it. Uh, I do. Oh, Mr. Sure tie do. guy. Yeah. Tie guy. I'm, oh, I'm wearing a tie because tomorrow is the February 18th on uh, Monday. This is some backwards banter at the end of yeah. the podcast. Yeah. We're in, yeah, I know it's good. I like it. Dove, right? I, I, I like it. I we think, I think we, we should put that in the description <laughs> and now banter our way out. What do you say? Uh, yeah, I guess we could just start. I mean, two just the things. Intentional band. Tomorrow, Jim Caviezel is coming to St. Paul. Who's Jim Caviezel? He played Christ in The Passion. He played Private Wit in my favorite movie, The Thin Red Line. I highly recommend that to anybody. I haven't seen Count that. Count of Monte Cristo. What? Why the is it like Italian? Did you just say Count of Monte Cristo in a French Italian accent? Isn't that South America? Count of Monte Cristo. No, it's French, I think. Count of Monte Cristo. That's. 
Italian. Look that movie. Put Don't they go in to Peru or something? No, Monte Cristo isn't that. Maybe skulls? that's the Man in the Iron Mask. I'm thinking of. There's another. It's not, oh, it's no. Mission. Mission. Yeah, that's, that's mission. No, he, he played Paul Alive. the Apostle, right? And he yes, Paul yes. And Paul the Apostle. Great movie. Yeah. And he's he a played, he played Luke. Now. Played Luke in yeah. Paul the Apostle. Luke the Evangelist. In the movie. Yeah. Anyways, he's coming to St. Paul to exhort us as Catholics to do all that we can and follow God's will and that's know awesome. that it's not going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. And also, Beaches. Men's Conference 2019 is happening yes. in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. I'm sure <laughs> there are men's conferences all over the country, but. If you're listening Podcast Flex. in Minnesota, come. It's on March 23rd. It's about a month away. It's about a month away, guys. March 23rd. Yeah. Whoa, wow. It's coming. We're going to be there. We're going to be giving a talk and a podcast. Yes, we are. Life's going to be good. <laughs> it is. It's going to be great. And then we're doing some youth rallies and things. Youth in the spring. Rallies, God moves. has been doing great things. Yes. And we're grateful Amen. for that. Pray for us, and we'll be praying for all the listeners out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I would say just discern who you are and figure out what your niche is in life and find out what you want and go after and get into that fight. And once you find that out, you know, I just feel like you don't just sign up for the military, you sign up for a branch and you sign up within that branch to be a sniper, to be a pilot. Yeah. You know, you get more specific, more and more specific, and then you, uh, you know, unload guns blazing. John's given me uh what was that, John? How would you describe that? Say hello to my little friend. Bazooka. <laughs> Bazooka. That's cool. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm rambling. Joe. Okay, I'm rambling. If you What's have any, on? if you have any questions, reach out to us at our email. Oh, mm. the sons of thunder mn at gmail how, how do you spell that? T T as in Tom, O as in Tom, sons of thunder. I don't know what it was funny. I'm just gonna just roll with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is Sean. Jacob needs to get some sleep here. Jacob, later. And Eric. And John. Thanks for joining us. All right, God bless y'all. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness.